Welcome to worship on Sunday the 15th of August. This is an own arrangement service which has been put together by the Monday Morning Fellowship Group at St John's. For those of you who don't worship at St John's, we meet every Monday morning, usually in the vestry, but for the past 18 months on Zoom, we have a chat, we talk about pastoral concerns, we pray for the world and for our friends and families in the community. And then we have about an hour of Bible study, or sometimes we base our discussions around a poem, a reading, or artwork. So this is our own arrangement service, and the theme is the climate. The Gospel of John, chapter 1, verses 1 to 5. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it.
Psalm 8. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory in the heavens. Through the praise of children and infants, you have established a stronghold against your enemies to silence a foe and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is mankind that you are mindful of them, human beings that you care for them? You have made them a little lower than the angels and crowned them with glory and honour. You have made them rulers over the works of your hands. You put everything under their feet, all flocks and herds and the animals of the wild, the birds in the sky and the fish in the sea, all that swim the paths of the seas. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Our prayers of adoration are based on the book of Revelation, chapter 4, verse 11. Let us pray. You are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honour and power. For you created all things, and by your will, they were created and have their being. We worship you, the ever-living God, creative word at the beginning of time, creator and source of all that is. We praise you for light, revealing shape, colour and texture. We praise you for the rhythms of the universe, giving wakefulness and sleep, night and day, seed time and harvest. We praise you for life-giving water, everlastingly recycled, for the atmosphere we breathe and for the earth beneath our feet. We praise you for the marvellous way of evolution the rich diversity of living creatures and the productivity of land and sea. We praise you for the miracle of being human, animal, yet so much more than animal, called to be loving and creative, just as you are. Amen. Our prayer of confession is also based on Revelation 4, verse 11. In it, we ask God to forgive us for the way we have misused creation. Let us pray. Gracious God, 
Forgive us when we go blindly through the world. Forgive us when we spoil, waste and abuse your gifts. Forgive us when we forget that we walk on holy ground. Renew our sense of awe, wonder and sheer delight in the riches of your creation. Amen. Our prayer of thanksgiving is hymn 124 from Singing the Faith. And if you wish, you can say the words in bold type as a response. For the fruits of all creation, thanks be to God. For the gifts to every nation, thanks be to God. For the ploughing, sowing, reaping, silent growth while we are sleeping, future needs in earth's safe keeping, thanks be to God. In the just reward of labour, God's will is done. In the help we give our neighbour, God's will is done. In our worldwide task of caring for the hungry and despairing, in the harvests we are sharing, God's will is done. For the harvests of the Spirit, thanks be to God. For the good we all inherit, thanks be to God. For the wonders that astound us, for the truths that still confound us. Most of all, that love has found us. Thanks be to God. Amen. Now let us say together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory for ever and ever. Amen.
we're hearing all the time in the media nowadays about climate change and the crisis that's affecting the whole of our world. We hear about droughts. We hear about fires. We hear about floods. But we also see these effects locally as well, even in our own town. We've got fires on Winter Hill. We have floods in Chorley New Road. And we've even had floods in our own church. How did we reach this state of affairs? There have been warnings about the climate change for almost 60 years. But have we done much about it? Tomorrow by Edgar Albert Guest He was going to be all he wanted to be. Tomorrow. No one would be kinder or nicer than he. Tomorrow. A friend who was tired and weary, he knew, would be glad of a lift, and who needed it too. On him he would call, and see what he could do. Tomorrow. Each morning he would stack up the letters he'd write. Tomorrow. And think of the friends he would fill with delight. Tomorrow. It was too bad. Indeed, he was busy today and hadn't a minute to stop on his way. More time I would give others, he'd say, tomorrow. The greatest of wonders this world would have known, tomorrow. His friends would have seen him had he ever known, tomorrow. But he vanished from sight and he faded from view, and all that he left here when living was through was a mountain of things he intended to do tomorrow. This video from Christian Aid introduces our thoughts about what are our responsibilities as Christians and what can we do as individuals and as a community of faith to protect and nurture our world? The video is called Till and Keep, a Theology of Climate Change. The great story of God's love, the Bible, starts with God creating the earth and everything in it. God creates a beautiful garden and instructs the first humans to till and to keep it. By tilling the earth, we're called to plough and cultivate it to bear fruit. By keeping it, we're called to take care of it. It's our responsibility to look after the world and to bring out the best in it. Those around the world who actually work the land and help it to bear fruit find their jobs are becoming harder. Changing weather conditions such as droughts and intense storms are making it nearly impossible for us to farm as generations before us have done. Governments of richer countries bear some responsibility for this climate change. 
Instead of keeping the earth, bringing out the best in the land, they are too often bringing out the worst. The dirty coal, polluting oil and climate change and gas. We're overusing the world's resources, causing the climate to change. And it's the poorest who suffer the most. We need to nourish and preserve the earth if it's to continue to be fruitful. Jesus came that we may all have life and have it abundantly. Good tilling and keeping of the land means that everyone can flourish. Let's hold this in our hearts. This is a challenge that echoes back to the earliest days of our faith, a challenge to return to our responsibility to tend to the earth for the sake of all who are in it. We can help the earth to flourish. It starts with using less plastic, turning off lights in empty rooms, cycling to church. It turns into changing church energy suppliers and moving church funds out of fossil fuels. And then, churches joining together to pressure politicians and companies to act for change. It's personal, it's political, it's prophetic. Together, there are a million ways we can all play our part in tilling and keeping our earth. We can create the big shift that the planet needs so everyone can live life to the full.
feel overwhelmed by the issues of climate change and by the responsibility that we feel we bear. And many of us feel that we're already doing what we can. So can we do more? And what more can we do as individuals? And what message can we promote to others and to those who lead us locally and in government? Is what we're doing as a society today just a token of what's really needed? Like planting a few trees, as if that will make all the difference. We need to work for a world in which we consider how we use all resources, how we care for all our living creatures and all of God's people, wherever they are. So here are a few things that we might want to think about, which might help us to fulfil our Christian caring for God's world. We might want to think about what we can do as individuals, as a church, a community of faith, and as a society as a whole, because some of the things require planning across a whole society to change the way things are done. Choosing locally grown and seasonal food reduces the massive emissions from flights bringing perishable goods. Limiting the number of car journeys we take and walking or sharing transport reduces pollution and the need for oil. And eating less red meat results in fewer harmful gases being produced. Cutting down the use of chemical controls allows nature to flourish and choosing sustainably sourced and recyclable goods reduces pollutants in our land and our water. So recycle when you can and refill and reuse as often as possible. How's this for being green? A milk bottle in Horwich has been used that many times that the print on it has actually worn off. And though we would prefer supermarkets and other businesses to do away with plastic altogether, the number of local refilleries is increasing. We now have two in Horwich, one for foodstuffs on Winterhay Lane and one on Lee Lane for cleaning and laundry products. Just take along your container and get it refilled. So what can we do as a church? Well, at St John's we've already done a number of things, like solar panels and getting more efficient lighting. But we've recently joined Erosha, the charity's eco-church scheme, in order to try to think about what other things we can do to reduce our energy use, to make sure we continue using fair trade all the time, to make sure our investments are fair investments and not into, for example, fossil fuels. And we also need to think about the land that we have, our gardens. Are they good for nature? All sorts of plants, animals, birds and insects that will help sustain things. And then, of course, we can promote good stewardship of God's world elsewhere. And if we want to promote it in the community, here's just a little idea we might want to think about. What can we do as a society? Sometimes when we think about the damage that has been done to the earth, we feel helpless. 
But there are things that we can do, things that we can change as a society. We can make sure that industry and business do all they can to eliminate pollution. We can eliminate the use of fossil fuels and use more renewable energy. We can maintain and increase woodlands and green open spaces and do all we can to support nature. In November this year, we have an opportunity to speak to the world. The Climate Change Conference, organised by the UN, will take place in Glasgow. We need to support and pray for the governments and delegates at the conference that they will work together for real change. We can also lobby our MPs and our councillors and ask them to support international and local action to reduce the effects of carbon pollution.
now we come to a series of short prayers in which we ask God to give us the inspiration, the strength and the support that we need in order to face what is to come. And we finish off with our offering prayer, offering all that we have to the work that God asks of us. God of creation, the world is changing, but you remain the same. Fear grasps me, but your perfect love remains. Tomorrow is uncertain, but you're there already. Strengthen me to continue to stand with the poor throughout. Amen. May we, in faith, see this world through your eyes. Hear this world through your ears. Touch this world through your hands. And bless this world through your grace. God of creation, we pray for wise national leadership on climate issues and for the Glasgow Conference. Amen. Help each of us also to show leadership in our homes, our workplaces, our schools and churches. Amen. We spend a moment in silence offering our own prayers to God, thinking in particular of those already affected by flooding, drought, the change in sea levels, erosion, and those who have been displaced because of the change in our weather patterns. Accept the particular gifts we have brought to human life, to honour you and to share with our neighbours. Accept the gifts of money we bring to promote your kingdom and sustain your church and your world. Accept the offering of our lives as we come in faith and try to do your will. Amen.
The music which will be played at the close of the service this morning is from a piece called Earth Cry. It was written in 1986 by Australian composer Peter Sculthorpe. He died in 2014. As the name suggests, it is a call for us to attune ourselves to our planet Earth. As Aboriginal people, the very first Australians, have been able to do and have done for centuries. As well as an orchestra, the piece features as a solo instrument the didgeridoo. Now we come to the blessing at the end of our service. Let us say together. The love of the Father enfolders. The wisdom of the Son enlighteners. The fire of the Spirit enflamers. And the blessing of God the three in one be upon us and abide with us now and forever. Amen. Go in peace to love and serve God. In the name of Christ, Amen. Thank <laughs> you. 